Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I sit down with visionary humans and ask them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and scale up the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and The Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you create your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show is going to help you consciously create a life you love on your own terms. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited that you're tuning in. And first of all, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, I want to say happy Mother's Day and to all the mamas out there who have the hardest job and make it look so easy and effortless many, many days. I just want to celebrate you on this day. So today on the show, I'm interviewing Rob Spagnola, and he is the founder of a newly opened gym called Gym in the Armory, located in Picton, Ontario, Canada. This is another installment of my partnership with Prince Edward County and the Build a New Life blog. Rob is a trainer and performance coach from Toronto with over six years working in the fitness industry at a private recreation and athletic club. He has trained everyone from youth athletes to seniors exploring their fitness for the first time. Now, Rob is the owner of the Gym in the Armory, where he not only has created his dream training facility, but he's also embarking on this entrepreneurial journey for the very first time. So more on Rob and the journey of launching the gym, but first let's get into a couple of announcements. So number one, I'm really excited to share that Visionary Summer School, so the Visionary Method, but running through the summer, just like it sounds, is going to be launching very soon. So if you have an idea that you're looking to turn into profit, if you want to build out the ideas in your head and see if it's possible, if you're an aspiring or a startup entrepreneur who's looking for guidance in creating a business plan and a marketing strategy, summer school is going to be perfect for you. It's not just for the bad kids who flunked out. It is open to all of you visionaries who are looking to up-level your business game, okay? So I would love for you to be the first to know, to get updates as they come out. And again, I'm just putting final touches on the program updates and any edits that I need to make. So in order for you to be the first on the list uh, to hear when all things Visionary Summer School launch, just head to kelseyridle.com slash waitlist and you will be um, the people that I email with any promotions, any limited time offers, and any bonuses that will come with enrollment. So that will be communicated as it advances. And next announcement, I wanted to say thank you to all of you who gave me great feedback and gave um, Dave and I Great feedback on the episode that we recorded together. So if you missed it on Friday, I released a bonus episode. You can just scroll back to find that with my husband, Dave, and he's been on the podcast before, but it had been, I think, almost a year since he made an appearance and he's actually on his own podcasting journey right now. So brought him back on the show to just chat about what he's been up to uh, since the last time he was on an appearance of Visionary Life. So thank you for the feedback. A lot of you found it really entertaining and interesting, and he shares some great stories about finding passions as an adult and how to explore how you want to spend your free time and what your hobbies are when sometimes it's not so obvious outside of the workplace. So back to this week's episode, I know you're going to love it. Rob is super inspiring, and as a new business owner, you're going to learn so much about what it looks like to dive in headfirst to something that you're passionate about while figuring out all of the logistics along the way. 
Rob shared a story that really it was only about a year ago that they had this idea. And I say they because his partner, Kaylee, who I've also had the opportunity to meet with and connect with, and she is now very much part of our Visionary Life community. Um, The two of them, they were sitting on a patio exploring the idea. And five months ago, they were signing a lease And now they're in the midst of a launch. So it just goes to show how much can happen in a matter of months, how your life can truly change and pivot in a few short years. So thank you once again to Prince Edward County for supporting this episode. I have had the most incredible experience going to the county, working with the Economic Development Board, and Ultimately, the best part has been just connecting with these incredible visionary podcast guests. We're at over, I think, 12 interviews now that highlight business owners from the county. And if you're in Ontario, I would highly suggest taking a trip up there this summer to explore all that the county has to offer. So you can find out more uh, on the Build a New Life blog. And if you want to learn more about Rob and the gym in the armory, the best place to find them is on Instagram at the gym in the armory. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. And don't forget to rate and review. It does mean a lot to me if you take the time to open your podcast app and leave a five-star review. All right, so Rob, welcome back to the podcast. This is actually our second time recording. The first time was actually amazing because I was in Prince Edward County. I got to come tour your space, the gym in the armory. Uh, But unfortunately, the sound quality just wasn't up to par for the Visionary Life podcast. And I know the listeners will appreciate that we're re-recording this. And now you've had a few extra weeks uh, to really dive into this whole entrepreneurial world. So how have things gone over the past few weeks? They've been busy. Absolutely. Like, I I don't even know where to really begin because it hasn't really stopped. Yeah. Um, we just had our open house last uh, last weekend, which was which we thought was a big success. We had over like sixty people from the community come in, um, and it was just really interesting just to see and, and talk to people and just see um, where we can meet their needs, what they were kind of looking for out of respects of a of a of a gym and and, and with regards to their fitness. Um, but yeah, I mean anything leading up before that, we were. I mean, I, I did a. I even did all the kilometers for it. It was like over a thousand kilometer trip around Toronto, just picking up equipment in a U-Haul truck, moving it into place. We set it up all ourselves. Um, We built a bar inside the space as well too, just to act as like a desk and a median between our kitchenette. So, I mean, as much as it's been a blur, I, I obviously remember a lot of it. So yeah, yeah, it has been busy. Well, we will definitely dive into kind of this open house process and the launch um, maybe later in the episode. First, why don't we start with you explaining what is your business? Yeah, absolutely. So the gym in the armory is is essentially that. Um, It is a gym in the armory that was built in Picton back during World War One. Um, I mean, we acknowledge it as that, just as just as just as the the army itself stands as a symbol of strength and solidarity within the community. So, we didn't really want to put a title on it. We thought that that in itself meant meant the most to us. And I think fitness, in some capacities, is all about context. So, in other words, you know, people sort of pursue their own fitness goals for their own reasons, and 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 just as much as we pursue, pursued our business for our reasons, and. I think you know. I think for our business model and, and how we how we constructed that that image of it, it was we just we wanted to provide the what and and we understand that you know we want to help with the with people's whys like why are they here and what what do they really want to accomplish and why. Mm, so, yeah. so amazing and so exciting that you've been able to create a space. Where did the idea for Jim in the Armory come from? Paint the picture of like yeah. how this all came to be. Did you ever imagine you'd get into entrepreneurship and owning your own gym? It was quick. It was. Uh, it, it really just came. Out, it came about around January, like just after the new year. So um, like five months ago. Literally, yeah. And I mean, it was so funny. Actually, we just had one of our like our closest friends uh, show up to the open house on the weekend and. 
And um, one of them put them in, into major perspective for us. But we had been speaking about the idea um, from last August, actually. So we were we were sitting at uh, Parsons Brewing, which mm-hmm. you know very yeah, well. Yeah, they've of. been on the podcast. Yeah, they've been on the podcast. So we we were sitting there on the patio, and and um, we were just talking about an idea about bringing in a, like a fitness facility or a gym in the county. So we had, we had been speaking about it from then and then really it was only January when um, I had someone from the uh, community development office in, in Prince Edward County contact me about about whether I would still be interested in looking at a few places in the armory and so yeah one thing basically led to another and now I'm renting space out of there so crazy and I always talk about on the podcast too like when you speak things into existence and talk about them and just vocalize some of your goals and dreams sometimes that can actually put them into action and make it more of a reality versus if you would have just kept those conversations in your head or not opened up to your friends at the brewery the one day yeah it's kind of incredible oh absolutely it is it it is it's it's truly amazing just what you do, what you what you put in a, into context, and and how you how you visualize that idea, mm-hmm. and for some people it's like a sprint, and and for some it's yeah it takes a little bit of time, but yeah yeah. So maybe for the listeners who are thinking, okay, this is so exciting, you are you know on this patio talking about starting a gym, and then five months later it's starting to come to be. But this wasn't always your path. So maybe paint a picture of what were you up to in the five years leading up to launching the gym in the Armory? What was your career path? What were you doing? Right. Um, Just give us a lowdown on what was up. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been been in the fitness industry now for over six years. Um, I've been training at the same private and recreation athletic club in in North Toronto uh, for that same amount of time. Uh, before that, I was I was in and around. I had worked at a community center. I'd also worked in commercial fitness as well too. Uh, but the brunt of my experience came from working at the athletic club. And uh, I'd say even just before that, I was I, I mean I was in school. I was at Humber. I, I finished the fitness and health promotion program there. And and then after that, it was just a lot of continuing education just to build up my practice a bit and build up my skills uh, as a trainer. Um, but yeah, even before that, it was, it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit of a tumultuous ride. I'd say it was, uh, I was in and out of school. I was, uh, you know, not doing so well at the academic level and then doing so well at the academic level and, um, just sort of like testing a lot of different things too. I worked in like, I worked at a golf course at the food and beverage, uh, in like the food and beverage department. And yeah, so I've, I've, I've managed to gain a lot of experience from working, Mm -hmm in a lot of vast areas, but I'd say um, what's always sort of remained consistent is just uh, is service, mm. in, in other words, right? Yeah. It's a really good point. And I think that's such an important part to recognize in any entrepreneur's journey, really in anybody's journey, is that the path to where you are today is not always linear. Sometimes it's good to hop around industries and you know, if book smarts aren't your thing, it wasn't mine either. I did mm-hmm. so poorly in university. <laughs> but as soon as you got me out talking to people and being in the service industry and, you know, working at golf courses and things like that, I did the same. I really was able to shine through. And that's where my skills and strengths really started to come through. Um, so it wasn't that I was just dumb and destined for failure. <laughs> yeah. It was just no, like never, studying a textbook never. didn't work for me. Right, the traditional right. schooling model just didn't click, you right, know? Right, right, right. Um, so it sounds like you had a lot of experience, like you said, in the customer service and, and fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Did you ever study the components of owning a business or was that not even on your radar? You know what? I think it, in some respects, I think it, it was, I just never really realized it. Um, and, and as far as like doing any sort of business course or having any education in it, we did have, I mean, through our curriculum in Humber, we did have a few courses that highlighted, um, I think, I believe it was like, you know, marketing communication and and we actually did have a business entrepreneurship class as well too just catered for fitness professionals Mm. and so and so I didn't really think of it after so much in that given point in time and I'd say really only the last few years 
it was, yeah, you, you get to a point in your growth as a, as a trainer and especially as a trainer, I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of people who work in the fitness industry can attest to this is that you do get to a point in your career where you, you think about what is the next step. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty saturated market. It's a pretty saturated, you can find information on it anywhere you go online or, or just across the street or, you know, down the street. But I'd say, you know, I'd say the, the idea of opening up a gym was there. I just didn't really conceptualize it until I, until I saw the space until yeah. I really put it, put my neck out there essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, before we kind of move on, I would love to reflect on the fact that you say it, it comes to a point in your personal training journey where you think, okay, like what is that logical next mm-hmm. step? Because mm-hmm. there are only so many hours in the day yes. and obviously <clears throat> there are certain hours that are more desirable for clients to come see you. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned this because there are a lot of wellness practitioners and coaches and fitness professionals who listen to the podcast, maybe they teach yoga or they're um, a nutrition coach and they're kind of sitting at that point where it's like, all right, I'm maxed out on time, but how do I get to that next level? Right. And so maybe you could paint a picture. What was a typical work week for you while you were training full time for someone else's gym? Yeah. I mean, it was... When we had when we had we had bought the property in Prince Edward County two years ago, my my schedule did change. So I'll I'll speak more to that. Sure. So I mean, I was like, I would come into the so I would drive in from the county Monday morning, let's say eight nine o'clock, and see my first client at twelve p.m. So in and out of traffic time, which made it a little bit more feasible for me to yeah. do. <laughs> I'd train late in that evening and then I'd be fully booked from essentially, not fully, like I had hours in between, but from yeah. 6 to 8 on Tuesdays, 6 to 8 on Wednesdays, 6 to 8 on... 6 a.m. to 8... 8 p.m., sorry, 8 yes. 8 Yeah. Wow. 6 to 8. So 14 and, hours on and off. Yeah, on and off. Like, you know, maybe I'd train like 7, yeah. 8 hours of that day. But yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, in and out of the club or or... Or yeah, just there actually, maybe sometimes all day. Yeah. And then and then Fridays I would I would just pack my mornings up until noon wow. and then take off to the county. And that's that's how I lived my life for like two years was was that. And and you know, I didn't really have much time outside of that. There were a few any any sort of professional development courses that I did would would, would exist on the weekends. Sometimes I'd have to stay back in Toronto and, and do those because that's where they were mostly available. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, I would definitely say I put my hours in. The hustle is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you feel like that was a sustainable lifestyle for you? Like, was it, was it working for you or did you feel like you're kind of hitting burnout or yeah. What were your sentiments around yeah, doing that each week? Definitely a few times. Absolutely. Like, I mean, burnout, burnout is, it was, was a little real at certain points in time. I, I was okay. I, I think, you know, with the the fluctuation of the schedule during the week helps. So, you know, if you maybe you did have 30 training hours that week, but maybe the next you did have 20. And so that 10 sometimes actually makes a big difference um, in terms of your own rest and recuperation. Um, but, but it was like, I, I think, I think for the most part, and I don't know, like I, if <laughs> just out of my own eye, I, I'd say I did okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't let it affect the way I trained my clients. It really didn't. It didn't really affect me from you know, doing what I wanted to do and planning to do around it as well, too. So, but as in terms of sustainability, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine doing that five years from now, like yeah. consistently. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm in it now, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you've just shifted gears <laughs> yeah, to being busy in a totally different even way. Even more, yeah. yeah. The entrepreneurship life is like, well, now you're just 24 seven, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Absolutely. But it's working for yourself. So let's flip back to that. So you decide to rent this space in Picton, so in Prince Edward County. What were some of the first steps that came after that? Because I know there are so many people listening who are thinking, God, I don't even know what I would do first if Mm -hmm. I decided to open a business. So I'd love to know from your perspective, what were some of those first few key things that you did 
five months ago when you decided, all right, gym in the armory is going to be my future? Mm-hmm. It was, I'd say, a lot of the effort. A lot of the effort went into constructing a business plan, mm-hmm. and I, and that was, I mean, that was a. I'd say, you know, from what I had read, obviously, like, you don't really go into business unless you have a full, full business plan. Like, you have to know what questions you're you're essentially answering with the service that you you intend on providing or the product you intend on selling. And so I spent like probably a good like two three weeks just like 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 losing sleep over 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 the business plan and answering the questions about like well how how does this I, I know what it looks like to me but how do I see this fit into place in in Picton or in Prince Edward County and um, so I'd say that took that took that took a lot of the time mm-hmm. and and then I would also say um, was the branding aspect was just just having something tangible for people to look up for people to find, um, for for you to convey a message properly and and clearly, and I'd say that took that actually took a little bit longer than the business plan because that I worked with a very close friend of ours who was mm-hmm. absolutely instrumental in, in in helping me get this up off the uh, off the ground, and but it did it took a lot of time. Yeah, and so for you, I'm assuming you had never written a business plan before, Correct. right? Yeah. So how did you learn what a business plan was <laughs> yeah. and how to write one, and what resources did you have to pull to help you finish that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, Google is a wonderful tool. Oh, and yeah. I'm sure everybody everybody knows it is. They just don't. Yeah, we don't realize how much, how much you use Google on a 100%. standard day, but. I, I grabbed I grabbed I grabbed an outline or at least information from the BDC uh, website. I think uh, they were pretty good in terms of like like you know key components of a business plan that you need to figure out like your cash flow, um, even a, even something as like your mission statement. I thought was was um, as far as how they would identify it as and how how important it was to get a clear mission statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it, it it resonated with me a little bit more. And then, um, and then really it was just about like, even just talking to people that I knew either had went on their own and started their own businesses. Um, and it didn't have to mean like they just worked in fitness. It could just, it could have meant anything else. And I think that that was also a, a good tool was just to find out, you know, what really is involved in, in starting a business outside of, you know, the binary stuff, like a business plan and a cash flow analysis and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Was there any like really juicy nuggets that you got from talking to others that really stuck with you? Whether that was like something that they said that scared you or something that really <laughs> inspired you? Did anyone give you a really good piece of advice that oh, you remember? Tons. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> you know, I wish I could. I wish I could just like you know, build one person <laughs> up as uh, as this uh, yeah as this mentor. But yeah, I had a few. I had a few that really gave me a lot of good insights from a fitness perspective, mm-hmm. and I'd say. You know, I'd say a lot of, you know, a lot of how the gym is designed is is essentially from, you know, a few philosophies that I carry, but also aligned with a few philosophies of other of other gym owners that I've spoken to in the past. And um, and I know, for instance, there was there was one piece of advice that, that will always sort of resonate with me. But the the gym in itself is just it's always it's it's the what it's the con it's the content it's the 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 tools and equipment in there are are almost secondary to what you would otherwise provide as a coach or a trainer Mm -hmm. and so a lot of their format was built around was built around coaching and training and and i like that i like that it it, it, wanted it you know it it provides value to what you do it makes you credible and it and it's essentially what I love doing and so you know it was important to me that when I when when I started a gym that it it wasn't so much about that what like you know oh they have this they have that well that's great you know but you know this and that can provide a number of different a number of different uh tools or a number of different ways that you can use it and I'd say it's really, you know, the coach or the trainer and how they implement these things that's really going to make, you know, the difference. 
That's such a good point. I'm like just marinating in that right now. There's that (laughs) Simon Sinek video that says, um, start with why. And he says, it's not what you do. It's why you do it. It's bringing that experience to life. And because when I think of a gym, anybody could purchase equipment and throw up a space that has a squat rack in it. Absolutely. But why are people going to choose gym in the armory? It's going to be because of the coaching philosophies, um, the expertise that you bring, the energy and experience that you create in that space to really elevate it from just this dark, dingy room that mm. has all the equipment, but nobody's there. There's no coaching. There's no attention right. uh, to the members. And and I think that's exactly what makes your space unique is that you bring your own philosophies to it. Yeah. And you infuse that into everything that you do. So that's super Shit. cool. Chills, oh, <laughs> 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 I love that. When someone says something, they're just like, oh, yes, that's that's the why, right? Yeah, that is the why. And I think that's so important in a business plan, too, like to not just be so, um, I don't know, like tactical with it, but like infuse your personality and your soul into it because at the end of the day, like people don't connect with equipment. Like people connect with people, mm-hmm. right? So it's so much about what you are able to infuse into the space and what you bring from your previous life experience that is going to make people come back, right? Couldn't agree with so you more. So I think that's Absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah. So while you were writing this business plan and starting to really bring this space together, were you still working full-time training? Still am. Still am. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is fascinating because a lot of people think, well, if I'm going to start a business, I have to quit my job cold turkey mm-hmm. and I won't have income. But I think the way I coach my clients anyways is keep making money doing your job so that you don't feel financially strapped right. while you're getting this thing up and running. Right. How has it been balancing launching your own business while holding down a full-time job? It's so I'll, I'll this, this would probably be my first week trying to do it now both at the same time. Like, like I, I, I was a part of it obviously be just trying to set it up, but now trying to handle you know, our classes start tomorrow. That's, that's, that is the first day is May 10th. Yeah. And so this will be the first time I'll actually get a dose of that reality of like still coming back to Toronto Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and, and training clients and then getting back out there on Friday um, and basically being at the gym from Friday to Monday. Yeah. And you know, it is, it's like, at least, at least before that point, it, it was hard. <laughs> now it's just like, oh, I like, you know, what, you know, what is it going to be now? Like, you know, the gates are finally open, but what does that, what does that really mean? And I, I mean, I think I'm ready for it. I think it's, it is, uh, you know, like I said to you, I mean, you know, the six to eight workday is pretty familiar for me right now. And I know that'll change, especially when you're just starting a business. But like right now, as soon as we finish up, I got to drive out to, to the county and, I'm going to a, a mixer at Midtown Brewing Company, and like it's just all the extra legwork too that's involved with uh, running a business and not just running classes, right? Yeah. yeah. So obviously now you are kind of at a point where you're starting to promote the space mm-hmm. and get out to these networking events, right? Yeah. Is that something that you had experience in before, or is that kind of like this new pillar that it's like, oh gosh, I have to promote this thing? I think in some capacity, it's like as a trainer, you're you're constantly promoting yourself, um, or you're constantly just even just communicating with people. And as much as you know, you know, with the club where I worked, we were we were a bit restricted to do you know any any type of self promotion there, which is understandable. That was just one of the one of the one of the policies. But now it's it's it is different. It's you know you're a little bit you know you're a little bit hungrier to get out and, and to talk to people. And I wouldn't say I'm I'm um, I'm confident in speaking about it only because it's, this is what I've been speaking about for a long long time. And so, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting, but I think it, I think from a, I think it'll be fun to have to, even just approaching people is, is, yeah. is going to be interesting, right? Definitely. Yeah. And so in addition to doing things like attending these mixers and networking events, 
What else have you done to start sharing Jim in the Armory, like in terms of online promotion yeah, or like flyers and print materials? Yeah. Tell us about your marketing plan. Yeah. That's a, that's a really <laughs> good question. It's ever evolving. It is ever. Oh, and it is. And, it, I, and that's been very difficult, I've found, is yeah. social, social media and just keeping up with with content and and again because you know I come from I come from a standpoint of context as well too it's just like I, I know as much I know how important content can be but I think it can really only hit people if if you can if you can if, the, if they if they understand the context or if they understand the context from your your perspective yeah and so yeah I mean like Instagram has been I've, it's been helpful I mean like from the 60 people that showed up uh, last week, I'd say a number of them had found out on Instagram. Oh wow! Um, Facebook was also another one because I know uh, Prince Edward County has a has a group as well too, and so so I did a few I did a few posts on that group as well. Um, yeah, Instagram's been Instagram's been monumental. We were doing a fundraising event for the for the Picton Library expansion, and so they they helped. Um, basically promote our open house and they also helped promote um, our fundraising event for the month as well too obviously because of the better interests and um, so yeah we we had that actually come out in the in the Picton Gazette as well too so we 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 had it out in the in the local newspaper Um, but yeah as far as like trying to trying to pick up a message as far as even the open house we had a bit we had a bit of a countdown thing happening on Instagram which I found to be pretty helpful um, and then and then and then just progress videos mm-hmm. like uh, like I think a lot of people liked watching like the gym being built or like you know you know you're what you're doing on a week-to-week basis trying to get this thing you know off the off the ground I like that because um, so many of the people I talk to they keep their business a secret until it's perfect mm-hmm. but that really restricts who even knows about your business, right? right? And yeah. I always encourage people, bring people along the journey so that when you launch, they're already familiar with your story and with what's happening. Don't keep your business secret until like the grand reveal because right. then nobody knows what you're up to yeah. and they're not primed to want to join or right. buy, right? So I think that's really cool that you did show progress videos of like, Hey, we got the empty space. Okay, now there's some equipment. Now yeah. we've painted it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like a teaser. And yeah. people are like, ooh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, look what they've created. Okay, now maybe I'll join. Yeah. Because they've been following along and it's just like this consumer journey that mm-hmm. you've put them on. Um, but whereas if you keep it secret and then you start try to sell people something right away, they're like, whoa, I didn't even know you were opening a gym. Like, right. where did that come from? I think it would be, I think it, I think it would be different from the perspective of like, if you are just starting a business and, and yeah, trying to gain traction any which way yeah. you can, or if you're an existing business expanding, right. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's a little, I'd say that it, you know, it's, it's, it could be beneficial Either, Either way, way. Yeah. but yeah, I, I thought about that point. too, right? It was just like, but yeah, as a startup, it's like, you know, <laughs> the surprise is there. The fact that there's a gym being built in the armory, that's yeah. the, like, that's, that's, that's the, that's the talk. So, yeah. you know, at least, at least try to like fuel the conversation with mm-hmm. a little bit more, with a little bit more content and all. Yeah, definitely. So you said that tomorrow things officially kick off. So Absolutely, what's yeah. happening? So yeah, so yeah. Tomorrow we go. We we be, we don't go full operation. This is our soft open in May, okay. um, and because our focus is is more about um, is more about the fundraising event for the Picton Library expansion, uh, we'll be offering classes on on Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Oh wow! Um, as well as like open gym time. So if you just wanted to drop in and use the space. Uh, that'll be available on the weekends, uh, but yeah, I mean, as of tomorrow, like we have a strength class at six a.m. Believe it or not, amazing, uh, right and early. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have another one at ten, twelve, and then we have all of our afternoon ones, so three, four, five, and six, and all of them are a little bit different. Like we have youth fitness from three to five, essentially. We have our wise lifters class, which is sixty-five and older at ten oh, cool. o'clock. Um, and then we have our uplifters class, which is inclusive to women, uh, at five o'clock. 
Wow. Yeah. How did you come up with the programming and services? Was that a challenge or did you know exactly what needed to fill the days and the schedule? Yeah, it was actually, that was difficult. Yeah. Schedule, scheduling was hard just from the standpoint of like, I was, I'm obviously still traveling back and forth from Toronto. Um, but I'd say in terms of the programs, not so much only because it like each program, each program basically follows follows the philosophy or like my philosophies with training and so and so um in terms of like yeah how we you know how we construct them and and how we aim to deliver them is is it's a little bit more specific to like the demographic like so you know you can notice like our names are like it's like youth fitness or uplifters as women and then and then wise lifters are at 65 plus so what we're what we're trying to ensure is that when people understand when they're when they're at that class and they and they they're there at that class because they let's say identify at that class as that there is a purpose or an intent behind the training for that specific age group so we would understand that like 65 and older there might be a little bit more mobility needs but we also understand and, and respect the fact that they're their strength or the requirements for strength are actually even more so heightened when when we're talking about like age-related um, you know sarcopenia or muscle loss. Mm. So so that was kind of like our angle in terms of our classes. Very cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a lot to take on being the business owner and creator, but also the main coach, right? right. Do you have anyone helping you? at this moment or are you doing this all yourself yeah i mean kaylee's been instrumental yeah and, uh, who's kaylee know, kaylee sorry yeah that's right <laughs> kaylee's my partner yeah um she i mean she she's a trainer herself as well too and so she's gonna help me with the uplifters class she'll be coaching that one and uh i mean yeah she's been she's been she's been there through the whole through the whole thing so just setting me up helping me set up administratively um, I mean, she did all of our forms, our waivers, all of those processes. And, um, I mean, I think, I think there was a week there that she spent every night at the gym wow. after, <laughs> after, cause she's been there now for two years yeah. by herself. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's the help I'm getting. And then, and then, and then second to that, I, I have my friend out in Kingston who's helped me put my website together my branding together and, and that I, and, you know, between him and his partner they've been absolutely instrumental in yeah. in everything and yeah i mean yeah i always i always made a joke about like about owing my friends like almost having owing my friends so much in terms of like favors yeah. that i'd probably have to quit the gym after it's like at least a float like that's like my <laughs> second career <laughs> that's awesome yeah. Um, did you feel like you couldn't do things like the website and the branding and that's why it was important to outsource that? I didn't think about it until he really brought it up. Okay. And it wasn't, honestly, it was just, it, I would say it was, it was an oversight to the extent that like, I didn't really understand what was involved until it started to happen. And I was like, oh, yeah. This yeah. requires a lot of work, right? And a lot of yeah, and a lot of a lot of resources, and just like a lot of a lot of thinking, like a lot of thoughtfulness put into it. So it was, uh, yeah, that was um, that was pretty big, I'd say. But yeah, other than that, yeah, everything's been just like slow, and we're just pedaling away at it. You know? Yeah, yeah, small steps yeah. that eventually will compound into. Mm-hmm successful space but it it is baby steps and it's hitting those little milestones and learning so much along Mm -hmm. the way and yeah being resourceful with what you have right Right. knowing that you don't have like a billion dollar marketing budget and all these people who can like contribute their strengths sometimes you have to figure it out for yourself and really kind of get your feet wet with it so what has been one of the greatest joys of going through this business launch I'd say it's just the, the, the creative process. I would say having, having the ability to, to, to call your own shots and, um, and, and exploring what those, you know, what those decisions are, you know, what decisions are, are, are in the balance or way in the balance. And I'd say that's been actually the most rewarding. So, you know, anything from like you know, venturing out to, to make contacts or just meeting with different people or organizations about 
how how we can collaborate and um, I think that's always that's been fun I like the, I do like the networking process of it um, but but more so it is it's just it's just even just speaking about your vision like about that whole idea that, that you would have once had is now a reality and speaking to that now on a full-time basis I think has mm-hmm. been the most rewarding so you mentioned collaboration mm-hmm. like how have you gone about making partnerships or yeah even getting the conversations around collaboration going because yeah. I think that's a very intimidating uh, piece of being a business owner is right. that it can be scary to ask others to participate on events with you or to get conversations rolling about how can we partner. Right. Is there anything that comes to mind of like useful tips that you could offer and what's helped you to get these collaborations going? Yeah, I'd say, and this was a piece of advice that I was also I was also given from a colleague of mine, but it what you know, before even going out to collaborate with anyone, you have to ensure that, that that business is in line with your principles, right? And that it goes back to that mission statement. It goes back to like, you know, what you really aim to accomplish. And so and so yeah, when you when you think about collaborating with certain organizations or certain groups, you you always I always at least tie it back to that. Well is this, you know, does this align with with the mission of the gym, right? And so and so if it does, then, then, you know, it's a little bit easier of a conversation to have because you can come at it from a, from a com- confident position mm-hmm. and, and speak to that. So even as small as like just partnering with the local physiotherapy clinic, which understandably so you want to, right, right as, a, as a fitness professional, you want to have good dialogue with, with someone who is a little bit more on the therapeutic side of things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. something as small as that. But now it's now I'm venturing off into into other um, partnerships and collaborations, mm-hmm. which haven't really been made yet. I'm just trying to start the conversation. Yeah. And seeing where, you know, principles of that organization might align with mine. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. And I think it's really inspiring to hear that you are kind of looking at. Um, just unique partnerships and uh, making collaborations with people in the community because so often we feel like, okay, well, I'm opening a business, I'm in this alone. Right. But that's not the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're meant to all lift each other up and yeah. be part of the community and yeah. help each other out. And I think that's just such an important piece that so often goes overlooked, but that will ultimately contribute to your success yeah, is fostering absolutely. those relationships. Absolutely. Uh, what's been one of the most challenging things along this journey? <laughs> besides everything. Yeah, besides everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I wish, yeah, I wish there were 25 hours in the day. No, I, you know what? It's True. like, it's the, um, geez, that's such a good question. It's, I'd say it's the, it's figuring out the growth of the plan of the business. So it's 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 just it's it's figuring out how yeah how do you get it from zero to let's say even like 25 percent yeah and 35 percent and and trying to you know and I'm such a like I don't know I'm such a systematic thinker like I just you know think well if it's going to start here where do I want it to go what yeah. what's this process going to look like. And I'd say even from the even from the perspective of just like calling Mayor Soft Open has you know it has a purpose right it serves to be our fundraising month and we we're really dedicated to that so you know anyone who's really asked us about pricing in the future is kind of like you know I'm, I'm helping with them with at least training rates because they, they don't change but in terms of like packages like class passes and stuff like that well, I haven't quite communicated that yet because we're just really focused on like what we're doing in May mm-hmm. and then once that builds then it's like okay where do you go from there and where do you go from there so I'd say that's been that's yeah. been a challenge do you have like a two-year or five-year plan or are you more of a go with the flow person yeah definitely go with the flow um and again it's just from the standpoint of like like the anticipation of tomorrow's classes yeah are like they're real for me and it's just like you know I don't like it could be one person, yeah. two people, no people. I don't know, and so <laughs> I'm positive. I'm positive we're gonna get people out. It's it's yes. the, but it's the notion of like like yes, how many, and then and then 
yeah, what like what does that look like in the future, right? Does that does that does that turn into more personal training or does that turn into yeah. more group stuff? Like, so that's that's sort of what's in the wake of like of all my decisions is like, okay, what do people need? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to base like more on a on a month to month or go with the flow sort of standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really like that because I think at the end of the day, the most important thing you can do is to listen to who's coming to the mm-hmm. gym and respond to what they want. Right. So, yeah, you could write a five-year or a ten-year plan, mm-hmm. but if you get a core group of members who want something completely different, you should be catering to them because yeah. they're the ones paying you. And yeah. you can learn so much from the people who show up in the early days and say, hey, this is actually what we want. And that yeah. might divert from your initial plan, but I've made so many pivots in my business just based on what my clients ask for, right? <laughs> right and I create right. things for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what I had imagined five years ago, but that's why I'm glad that I'm more of a go with the flow. And I just, I listen and, and create based on that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's you know, also important to plan, but it's also great to be able to respond to demand. Yeah, adaptability is massive, right? And then like, yeah. and, even just working as a trainer like that's the thing it's you know in 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 forms of like periodizing programs and and you're like okay well this month you have to be here but like i mean everything else like like sometimes when i when we're training clients or we're training athletes or teams it's like things change so often and so i mean like i've learned from a very young age of my professional career that you have to adapt absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. i always think of the word pivot like just pivot as needed yeah yeah yeah. it's all good yeah so are there any exciting events coming up you've mentioned this month of may being a fundraising month so just tell us a little bit more about that and then anything else that you want to share that is coming up yeah absolutely so i mean well one Classes start tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So when <laughs> and, this airs, yeah. there are classes yeah, going on. Yeah, there are classes going on. Uh, but yeah, for the month of May, we're doing it from May 10th to the 27th. Uh, from Friday to Monday, we'll be offering classes as well as open gym times on the weekends. And um, what we're doing is we're it's a pay-what-you-can structure. Uh, you come in, you drop in, you can either use the space to your own uh, your own free will or you can drop in and, you, and, and try a class pay what you can. We're going to donate 50% of those proceeds to the Picton Library expansion. Um, our, I mean, our vision, our old standpoint with the gym is that we do come from, we do come from a foundation of physical literacy. And so that exists the same way as like academic literacy, like math, reading and writing would. And, and in a rural community, it's, it's often, it's often a little, there's, there's disparities that exist between that and, and an urban setting. So We've acknowledged that in Prince Edward County. We saw, we saw, we found a, a statistic with the um, Hastings Prince Edward population health assessment, but they had said that um, around like thirty-seven point three percent of youth um, are vulnerable in aspects of like physical, physical health and well-being, uh, cognitive ability, and 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 social uh, maturity, and and uh, along with other domains. So mm-hmm. we know that fitness aims to help improve those qualities. So. So we're trying to, for the month of May at least, we're trying to trying to help people understand that, like, yeah, you know, what we do in the gym is can be specific to the community that's in it, but we are we are trying to aim to be a little bit more than that. We we really do we really are passionate about trying to bring it uh, to the community of Prince Edward County, not to the community of the gym and the armory. Mm, that's so cool, and um, yeah, I think that's really inspiring to cool. hear. Yeah. Um, amazing. So before we wrap this up and plug where people can find you, if you could offer an aspiring business owner, even in your short journey thus far, one piece of advice uh, to get them started or to get them to take action, what would that be? Just embrace the pain. Ooh, yeah. I like that. It's, you know, it's not, it's not always so rewarding of a process. Yeah. And it can be uh, very discouraging. Um, and I think, you know, I think a lot of, uh, at least a lot of what's kept me going, at least for just getting this up. And, you know, I don't know where I'm going to speak to a year or two years from now. 
but I'd say, you know, having a bit more tolerability in, in pain and, and whether it's like physical, emotional or mental, it's, yeah. it is, it's, it's, it's being resilient um, and, and ensuring that that is, that is all you're focused on and, and, and anything else that's like causing that uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. is temporary and, you know, things will change for the better. Yeah. Mm, so true. And like, <laughs> I just think any time you put yourself out there, such as launching a business, you're always going to get mixed reviews mm-hmm. and you're always going to get people saying things about you yeah. or maybe not agreeing with your philosophy. Mm-hmm. You put yourself up to that. And Absolutely. so, like you said, resilience is yeah. huge. Know that you are going to come up against people you butt heads with mm-hmm. when you share your vision with the world. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, very good advice. So where can people find you online, on your website? What if they want to learn more? Yeah, sure. So uh, my website is robspagnola.ca. Uh, the gym in the armory is a tab on my on my website, and um, you could also find me on Instagram uh, at Rob Spagnola and um, and at uh, the gym in the armory as well too. Uh, we're on Facebook as well too, but our most of our activity is on Instagram. Yeah, because we love Instagram these <laughs> yeah, days. It's it the is. best. It's fantastic. I know. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Rob, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you, and Kelsey, I know Kelsey. people are really going to resonate with your journey and your message. And yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRidle.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you. 